Welcome to Combos at the Loan Signing Table, a podcast by Emerge Notary Agency, with your host, Altavis F. Flary, a seasoned notary and certified loan signing agent. Join Altavis for engaging discussions with first-time homeowners and industry insiders from diverse professional backgrounds. Together, we'll explore the nuances of the loan signing process and beyond, providing valuable insights and knowledge for the real estate and mortgage industry. Get ready for enlightening discussions that empower and inspire. Tune in and join us at the Loan Signing Table. Well, I'm super excited to have you here, Nicole. Thank you so much for joining me. No, I'm, just, I'm glad to be here. I know it's a lot going on here, but you know, it's this is lot. New York City. We got to just power. You got to you gotta roll with it. You know, <laughs> if you don't like like a lot of busy, this is not a good place This for is you. not the place for you. So with that being said, Nicole, can you please tell our audience about the news? Sure. My name is uh, Nicole Beauchamp. I am an associate broker with Engel and Volkers. I have been in the real estate industry for over 20 years. So tell me something. What has been the craziest closing you came across in New York City over the past like two to five years? As on, a, on the uh, on the buyer end or the seller end, has anything you come to mind that you kind of wish like, wow? This deal is taking too long to close, especially dealing with luxury real estate. And tell everyone which market of new or luxury real estate you're at. Like. So I, interestingly, have sold in every borough except for Staten Island. Oh, okay. I have sold this one. Actually, I have sold new development mm-hmm. in each borough except for the Bronx. Wow. In the Bronx, I've done some co-op sales. Mm-hmm. Now, don't forget to download my new ebook. Well, I'll be providing the simplest steps of how to safeguard your critical documents through a loan signing after you close on your residential or investment property. Don't forget to download in the description bar below. Thank you so much for your support. Now back to this episode. Um, and the craziness, I think, really comes when you're dealing with uh, buyers and your developments and having a buyer understand that, you know, the delays and those nuances will happen. And that's really, that's really the struggle. It's an education process more than anything else. Okay. You know, that on or around that outside date, it could be six to nine months after that. So right. you've got to be prepared. You've got to be prepared. And you got to kind of stand the long haul because things can change and things, you can't just back out. Things can change and you need to have a plan. And that's why I always say to people, you know, especially when I have clients who are selling one property and they're buying the next, but if their next thing they're buying right. is a new development, mm-hmm. I will often advise them to be more flexible mm-hmm. on the sale if the buyer is willing to be more flexible on the possibility of the closing having to move or maybe that they may have to have post-closing occupancy because some people, you don't necessarily want to move three times. Right. One time. But you might have to. Mm. Yeah, so it's 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 a lot of that. Really. Okay, so you just gotta be prepare yourself. You gotta be prepared. Have a lot of patience. Discuss all of the possibilities up front, and then when you're negotiating, you have to discuss all those possibilities and sort of try and find the right puzzle pieces together. Great. Now, which you know, our agenda today is African American thought leaders driving diversity through real estate. You and I have talked behind the scenes about this topic that I brought to the light, especially for today's expo. How important is diversity? in these times, especially with real estate from 2023 and beyond. What are your thoughts about it? You know, diversity is important, but it's important that it's not performative diversity. And we have to bring new people into the industry. We have to create opportunities. We have to create mentorships. And people need to be able to see that anything is really possible. Okay. And I think what often happens, unfortunately, is 
people instead end up getting stereotyped and pigeonholed. And that's also a big part of the problem as well. Absolutely, absolutely. Especially here in the five boroughs, when they, when you show up to the door, especially if there's a long sighted agent, they might see your name, but they might, oh, okay. They're, most of the time, I mean, now in 2023, chances are that you might have Googled and you might actually see what I look like. Right. But go back 20 years and I would show up and people would be like, <laughs> who, are, who are you? Right, right. Who are you? And even still, interestingly enough, um, on my individual website, well, so I don't have, on my business card, I don't have my photo. Okay. I've never. Why is that, Nicole? I've never thought it was necessary. Like, it's just not something. I do not need my photo to be everywhere. That's just me personally. Okay. Okay. So that is a personal choice. Okay. But I have friends who have actively chosen to not put their photo on things because they, they don't want to be sort of seen initially that it, it's a very complicated thing. Yeah, and for I, me, I yeah. I've in 20 plus years, I've never put my photo on my business card. What's so interesting because in real estate, I think I thought everything is such a visual. You know, it is layout very, of, of the branding part of it, though. But you said you have done the opposite. I'm your business opposite. still drive, and you're still here today. I've done, I've done the opposite. I'm pretty. Um, I'm sort of like an ambivert. Okay. I'm a little bit extroverted, but I'm really mostly introverted. Combination. You know, a little combination. Okay. I do not need to be the center of attention. I actually don't like it. Okay. Um, but ironically enough, I do stuff like this. I'll appear on the news. Right. Like I'll do it. Right. But I would rather be at home with my dog, sort of, you know. Maybe watching Netflix if my internet. <laughs> you hear that, guys? Nicole wants to watch Netflix to sell this beautiful luxury real estate in New York City. Yeah, it's, it's, Hi, I'm lucky. I love living here mm-hmm. and I grew up here. So for me, it's sort of really wonderful to be able to use my love of my hometown yes. to help people find their dream properties, whether they're to live in them or investments. And you say hometown. Where are you originally from? Born and raised in Manhattan. Okay. You hear that, guys? Yeah. Born and raised native, in Manhattan. A native New, native York New Yorker. Residence. If you, yes. if you look in my bag, my AirPods case actually says 212 for life. So you're not, you're just, because you're my, you're this. You're my personal this. cell phone number is in fact the 212 number. Wow. That's how old I am. You hear that, guys? Nicole is a true New Yorker, like myself. So you get it. We're from the old New York. We're the old New York. This is this is the new New York, and New York yeah. always transitions and it evolves, and that's part of its beauty and its magic. Right. And I people are like clusters now. Everyone's on top of each other. Buildings are keep going, and people. It's like a day to day. But I almost feel like right. there's there's interestingly, I think because um, many people who have the ability to work remotely now now. I think, I think that's creating an interesting sense of community. Explain that. Because you are now no longer spending 15, 16 hours a day at your office. You are in your neighborhoods. So I run into my neighbors more often now than I did 20 years ago. It's a good experience. It's a really, it's a really good experience. You know, I walk, I walk my dog. I run into people. The dogs take a meeting. I start talking to the neighbors and we are spending more time in the neighborhood, in our restaurants. We're spending more time in our local business. Right. So I think that that's a really interesting uh, layer okay. to what we've come out of the last, you let's know. See, let's see what happens. But I know, you know, the existing administration, especially our, our, our new and current mayor, trying to get people back to going back to work. But that's, a, sure that's, a real, that's a real challenge. I mean, I, I sit on the board of the East Midtown Partnership Business Improvement District. Right. And it's really interesting. I go to the office almost every day for some period of the day. Okay. I like the change of scenery. Mm-hmm. Because also, 
if I'm walking around my neighborhood at some point, I'm going to need to stop for lunch and for breakfast. And by the end of the day, I've spent hundreds of dollars. Mm -hmm. So when I go to Midtown, I see, I've seen the difference. I've seen the difference from where there are not a lot of people to now I could, <laughs> there's a line at Sweet Green and at Chopped. Yeah. Um, but it's usually like midweek, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday is usually when you see the biggest concentration. Mm-hmm. And then like Mondays and Fridays, and I have clients who are two days in the office and three days at home or three days in the office and three days at home. And they're enjoying that sort of balance and what that gives back to their life. Mm-hmm. And I don't know that we'll ever see people go back to the office five days a week. We'll see. We'll see. We'll it'll, see. it'll be really, really interesting. We'll see in the next five years. We have to, we have to revisit this conversation. I, I think in the next five years, and it's also interesting, the impact that's going to have on commercial real estate. That's a, that's a, that's a major, you know, that's, that's a major thing. Think about all the pensions that are highly invested. So I think that that's really something to watch. So we have to see over the next five to seven years and see what happens. Absolutely. I agree with you. Now let me ask you, what has been the biggest closing you have done in luxury real estate on your end over the past two to five years? Would you like to share as the biggest deal? Was it like, you just share with us, what was the biggest deal you have closed on? Um, the last two to five years have been pretty sort of every day. Okay. You know, lots of everyday buy local people okay. who are, you know, selling their first home together and buying something bigger. I've done a lot of that over the last five years. Is that 1%? Or like, you know, it's luxury real estate, especially New York City. You know, our, our, our luxury real estate is different from... Our luxury real estate is... Our luxury real estate is different. Right. I would say I've had a lot of your solid everyday sort of... Okay. Buyers over the last two to Financiers, five years. You know, Financiers, tech people, you know, some artists. Okay. Things like that. Typical, typical people want to be in New York or want to be amongst us. Yeah, no, and also people who have decided, you know, they're committing for the long haul. And then I have clients who've bought properties from overseas and, okay. you know, they've, they've done that because international's big, Nicole. International, international is real big. International is really, is really big. And I will tell you, over the last couple of Last week, I was having a conversation. We had a visitor from one of our offices in Italy. Then the following day, there was someone from one of our offices in Prague okay. who was then going to visit California. So I connected him to my person in San Francisco. Okay. Um, yesterday, I got a call from someone in Portugal. Mm-hmm. My clients from London have been calling. Mm-hmm. I have a client from South America who's here this week. So there's a lot of, there's always a lot of, a lot, a lot, a lot of moving around. There's always a lot of moving around. And the thing with that is that International real estate, I think more than anything else, is really, really relationship and trust driven. Absolutely, I agree. And people talk about, are the international buyers back? Mm-hmm. And they never really went away. Mm-hmm. You know, they were, they were directly interacting with their trusted advisors. That's a plus because a lot of people don't know that because I think people push that fear of like the market is crashing. People push the fear of the, uh, of, of the market. Yeah. And what you have to understand is that those that segment of the market is very relationship driven. It's very referral. It's very referral driven. So you may be sitting and saying, oh, well, nobody's calling on my listing, but doesn't mean that those people aren't there. It means that they're talking to their longtime broker of 10 to 15 years Mm -hmm. to transact. And that's the key. And that's, and that's the key. And during the pandemic, like some of my clients weren't interested in resales. What were they interested in? They were interested in new development and they were interested in new development for a number of reasons, including that they knew that the closing was going to be a year, a year and a half out. So they, was, they, so they were locking they in, they were locking in that to like today's pricing for right. future delivery. 
I didn't, you know, right. Crazy. Think about it that way. Yeah. Okay. But if you're buying someone's resale, like right. you're going to have to close in 90 days. Absolutely. And at a higher interest rate, right? And at a higher interest rate, you're going to have to have those carrying costs, but they knew I'm not going to be back in New York for two years. Right. And what are you so, doing between that time? So I might as well buy something that by the time it's done mm-hmm. is when I'm back in New York. Interesting. I like how you think. And I see how you still stay connected without having to be overly exposed. No, I don't. I, I focus on my clients know that I know the data inside and out. And you do. And I will tell them if this, I'm like, look, this is not really a good idea for you or it doesn't fit. But that's, I've done that and many you times. And honest broker too, because sometimes brokers, you know, luxury, oh, depending on the market, they are push. Here's the thing. Uh, so I never want to be that person. I always want to be the person that like, you know what? We, we looked, it didn't work out. Nicole told us really what the thing, what the real deal was. Mm-hmm. And most of my clients, we are, I'm at least two generations in okay. with their family so and you the have, friends. You have experience, and, you build a rapport with them. You build, you build a rapport. And I'll tell them, look, this is not a good idea. Okay. So just, not the right property for you, not the right time. And they trust you, Nicole. And, that's the and they, they trust, they trust. And trust is earned. You can't just, you can't just manifest it. It's not an app. Nowadays. Now, you know, Nicole, you said a lot of good things, but I want to let everyone know where can they follow you at? They want to reach out to you about maybe purchasing property or have some more insight about your experience dealing with luxury real estate in New York City. Please I'm, tell them Absolutely. Okay I think that. the easiest way is probably finding me on LinkedIn, Nicole Beauchamp. If you go to NicoleBeauchamp.com, that will also take you to pretty much everything. I'm pretty easy. You can actually just Google me. If you Google, if you Google Nicole <laughs> you Google Beauchamp Nicole. and like New York City real estate, I'll, I'll pop up. And also, too, we're going to also put all your information in uh, the YouTube channel. Oh, okay, perfect. So there'll be all the links. Yeah, I'm going to definitely have that checked in. So you guys, once we get all the content up, I know you're on LinkedIn, so they can definitely follow you. No, I am. I'm on LinkedIn. I'm on Instagram. I'm on Twitter. I'm on Facebook. I'm on, I'm on most of them. I mean, I'm actually easier to find than we love it not. Well, Nicole, thank you so much. No, for my pleasure. Me. I, I really enjoyed it. Absolutely. It's been, it's been a blast. And I appreciate it. Yes, absolutely. I hope you all enjoyed today's episode. If you'd like to learn more about our guests, don't forget to check out Emerge Notary Agency YouTube channel description box. And also, don't forget to share this podcast.